Good morning, Fallen Jesus family. It's uh, fun to be here with you and uh, yeah, fun to follow on after my daughter. I thought she did a great job. I hope it's good for you to see my face. Um, I wish that I could see yours, to connect with you all and to see your eyes, your expressions, to see your response and how God might be at work um, as I try to share and bring what's on my heart. Um, but I'm grateful that we can connect in some way, right? Uh, we can do this through technology. And I do hope, I really hope that God will give each of you what you need today. Uh, the energy, the creativity, the imagination to find new ways to connect uh, with God and with each other and to remember the importance and the gift of relationships. It's so easy to get stuck these days, right? Uh, but I hope that we can find ways to do new things. It reminds me of a story that I heard this week of Nick James talking about how he and Christine got to get out the house and they drove up towards the Drakensberg and as they saw the mountains, Christine just said, oh, I forgot how much I missed the mountains. And so I hope as we gather again today and you join us, that there's something in you that maybe remembers uh, how you forgot what it was like to connect. And I pray that there will be ways that you would remember and be able to reconnect with God and without, with each other. So welcome. My name is Trevor Davies, if you didn't know, and I'm part of the Following Jesus Oversight Team, the OT. And it's a privilege to be with you here today. And uh, I just want to check in with you, you know, um, all of us are coming and carrying different things as we come into the room today. And so some of you maybe have experienced joy or new life or new things. Some of us may be carrying death and struggle. And I just want to say that you're all welcome. Each of us is welcome to come as we are into this space. And I really trust that while we're here, that God can meet us. And so I just want to welcome you and invite you as we start to just do, we're just going to do this practice called breath prayer, kind of an ancient way to just kind of center ourselves, to stop and pause. We've had worship, which is good. We've had announcements, but just to kind of stop and be able to say, let's open ourselves to God and let's allow him to come. And so if you're just going to do this with me, I'm going to um, kind of say a phrase and it's going to be Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to breathe in. And then as we breathe out, we're going to say, I am here. And then we're going to say again, Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to breathe in. And we're going to breathe out. I am here. So find a comfortable space. Close your eyes if you need to. Um, but just find a way that you can start to open yourself to God, to being present to this moment, to this time, to what he has for you today. So let's do this together. Lord Jesus Christ, I am here. Lord Jesus Christ, I am here. Lord Jesus Christ, We are here. Lord Jesus Christ. We are here. God, we thank you for this time that we can come together 
and pray that you would help us to be open to you, to be sensitive to you and what you have to say to us, that you would soften our hearts, no matter where we've come from or what we're carrying, that you are an incarnational God, a God who is with us, that you are accustomed to pain and to suffering, and you are able to come into the midst of all that is going on in us, in our world, in our nation. And so as best we can, we open ourselves to you, Jesus, and we say, come Lord, we are here. Have your way in our hearts and bring life and newness to us today. Amen. So we've been talking about this analogy of a highway, right? And uh, it's a good, it's a good analogy. Uh, we talked about it, talked about it in the beginning, the importance of strong foundations, right? To reflect on our behaviors and practices and to think about how do they support this journey that we're on. And then Jen came and she talked about the need for rest along the way, to stop and to pause and to reflect, to reflect on where the road is taking us, maybe to evaluate, is this road taking us where we want to go? But to stop and to pause and to reflect a discipline that Jesus himself practiced, one that is so difficult in these times. And then Pobalo kind of came and offered us a way to get back onto the highway, to, to, to stop and to realize there's ways that we may not be going in the direction we want to be going, or we may have gone astray. We may find that the things that we're doing and involved in are not helping us to come close to God. They are not bringing us life. And we need to adjust. And we need to, as Dale shared, allow God to be the one who gently brings us back to the highway. And what a gift it is that Jesus always invites us back to come, to come to him and to allow him to care for us and to nurture us and tend to us and allow us to be restored and redeemed and to continue on. And so today, though, I want to talk about maybe a diff little bit of a different tact, a little tack, I guess. And, and, and that's in line with this invitation off the highway. And you might be thinking, okay, we're supposed to be on the highway. Pabalo was just helping us get on the highway. But I want to talk to us more about the gift of getting lost or exploring the in-between spaces. And a couple of years ago, a friend of mine uh, invited me to come and ride my bike with him in France. And as most of you know, I love riding and you, as a, as a person, you watch the Tour de France and you see these beautiful mountains and you think, I'll never get there. But I was able to go there and uh, to go and ride in the mountains there. And we arrived in Paris, big city, lots of buildings, and we found each other. And then we needed to head east towards the Alps, the mountain range between Italy and France, where a lot of the major stages and story climbs and racing had happened. And we got in our car, and as Pobalo talked out, when you get in a car, you, these days you have a GPS and Google Maps, and we put in our destination, and, and off we went. And, you know, we got out of the city, we got on the highway, and eventually we got out onto the open roads, away from traffic, and it was, we were excited about the destination, right? And the highway that was taking us there. And we're flying by, and as we went on. And then as time kind of went by, I realized, oh, something feels off. I feel like I'm missing out. I mean, you're driving along the highway in France and on the side there, you've got a castle, you know, and there's like this perfect village that looks manicured. And it's this just amazing place, all these different things that I've never seen before. And it was, 
and I realized like, wow, I'm driving in all these different things along the highway. I'm missing out. I'm not getting to see what France is really like. They're just passing me by and this question of what am I missing out? And so I said to my friend Cos, I said, hey Cos, do you mind if I change the setting? And so you go into Google Maps and you say, avoid the highways, right? And then it took us on these little side roads and took us through the villages and closer to the castles. And, and it was slower uh, for sure. And it was busy and we had to dodge cows and dodge the different things along the way. But you kind of felt that now you're in the middle of it. You weren't just whizzing by at 120 k's an hour. You're kind of in the midst and you kind of get to a sense of what's going on. And I guess that's what I love about cycling, right? Is this idea that as I go to new places, you kind of, you're a little closer, but you can go further, but you can see and touch and smell and, and get a sense of what a place is like. And on our highway sometimes, we can zoom straight past and we can miss out on some of these amazing things. And I'm not sure if you're the same way or if it's just a Davies thing, uh, but we love adventures. We call it the Davies way. And my mom, she always likes to go and explore. It doesn't matter where it is. And it's always what's around the next corner. <laughs> just, just around the next corner, just over the next hill. You just want to kind of see what's there. And as we go on hikes with my kids, right, it's this idea of, okay, there's the path, but I wonder what's just over there. And then we end up bundu bashing. And so there's a kind of a love-hate relationship with this bundu bashing, right? There's some amazing things to see and explore that you might never see and explore off the highway or off the beaten path. Um, but it also sometimes can be uncomfortable, right? And prickly and you get cuts and scratches, but it's a different way to see things. Uh, sometimes we can almost get stuck in doing the same thing and over and over again. And um, some of my favorite things when I go to a new place is, yes, we can ride the ridden, the, the kind of the roads where everyone rides, but I love getting Google Earth and kind of looking and seeing where are the paths and trying to connect a route together. And, 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 it's, and when you get there, it's not always that way. And so you kind of got to backtrack and go a different direction. And so there's beautiful things that we get to see in the in-between spaces. Um, lastly, a friend of mine, Cloney, who I ride with quite regularly, we're actually riding in the Milders Drift area. And you've got all these in-between spaces between kind of the township and the suburbs. You've got these kind of go these horse riding estates, these former plots, and you kind of go find the dirt road. And, and then you've got all these wonderful trails where people have walked again and again and again, where most of us don't ever get to go. And we find ourselves crossing rivers and going under bridges. And Cloney said, sure, you never know where we are in the middle of Africa. But you explore and you see new things if you go in the in-between spaces. The highway is a gift. It has a purpose. It's to get us from here to here safely. It's to help us connect, to help us know genuinely where we're going. But there's something that is offered. There are gifts and invitations to be offered in the in-between spaces. And so I wonder, what is the gift of getting lost? I wonder for you when the last time you got lost. I wonder maybe there's ways that you're feeling lost even right now uh, in the world with all its turmoil, right? With all that's going on with COVID and the changes and, and, and all that, that has happened to us, the political instability, right? Even our own spirituality as we grow and go through different stages of our lives, some things, things are clear and it makes sense in the highway. Sometimes we feel like we're not quite sure. And I wonder, what is the invitation that God has for us in those spaces? What can we learn? What can we discover? And how do we navigate those spaces, right? So let's go a little further and come back to that.
So in the biblical term, a term that might be kind of used for in-between spaces is often the term wilderness, right? A wilderness. And a wilderness is, it's an uncultivated or uninhabited, an inhospitable region, wilds, wastes, right? Badlands, the jungle, the bundu, the desert. They're often neglected or abandoned. Kind of no man's land, right? And in the New Testament, which is written in Greek, not Hebrew, the word most translated for wilderness is eremos, an isolated place. And the wilderness figures in critical junctions in the life of Jesus, in Moses, right? Um, and I might argue the Paul and the disciples, and I'll unpack that a little bit more. And so often those places are places that are isolated, that are in the middle of nowhere, that don't make sense. Let's take Jesus for example, right? So Jesus comes and he gets baptized by John, and the Holy Spirit ushers him into the wilderness for 40 days. What must that have been like? What is the purpose of the wilderness? A place where there is both positive and negative, where there is self-discovery, but having to face oneself, where there's fear and maybe excitement for a new adventure. We think about the disciples in the upper room, right? After Jesus has been crucified. And we think about that time of waiting and wondering, what is going on? What is happening? We were with Jesus, now he's not with us, and we're not sure what's next. We think about Moses, right? When he was young and he uh, was coming into his own and he ended up, ended up killing one of the Egyptians and ran and he got banished into the wilderness for a long time. And this was this process of him kind of being grown and discovering and a long time before he kind of moves into a new phase, right? We think about Paul who was persecuting the Christians, right? Who kind of met Jesus and got blinded and then was stuck by himself, Right? without being able to see in this time of isolation, waiting, not knowing what was happening until Ananias came. And so there's story after story after story where people get sidetracked, where they got taken away from their tra trajectory, where, where sometimes by choice and often by not by choice, kind of like COVID, uh, that we can either choose into these experiences, often they just happen to us. And the question is, what is it that God has to offer to us in those spaces and it is said that those spaces are often powerful and transformative experiences so as i was kind of reading and, and learning there's a term that kind of goes with wilderness this thing called liminal space and liminal space is this is this idea it, it actually means threshold, and they often use it in cultural initiation rites, right? Is, is when someone is moving from one space to another space, and they step over that threshold, and it's neither, uh, it is the, is the part of leaving somewhere and then moving to somewhere else, but not quite being there yet. And you can see this in the wilderness experiences of the different biblical characters and how God uses this, even with the Israelites, right? So they come out of slavery. And they were slaves, but now they're in the desert and they're wandering around and they're not quite free yet. They're not in the promised land yet. And so, it's, but, and it's the space where Jesus, God, sorry, uses that time to mold them and shape them and work them through and redefine them and transform them back into his people to learn his practices and the ways of following him. 
And as I was looking into this idea of liminality, there's lots of writers that write about this and this idea of wilderness and what it what happens and kind of reflecting on what's happening currently in our time, in this time of COVID and all that's happened and the sense of it's a time of chaos. It could be a time of peace, right? Tiring and restful, but engaging or maybe withdrawn, right? A place of community, but also kind of soulful loneliness. Um, a time of cancelled and postponed plans of unknown futures. Uh, we're in this place of transition where I think we're having to adapt in this world, having to pivot. You know, this week our kids are starting school, the next week they're not. And it's continuous disruption of our, of our kind of routines. And, and, it's, and it's in these things where we get kind of jarred out of the, 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 the mundane, the routine, the same old, same old, where there's these windows if we can lean into them, I think, if we can have the right posture or a posture that helps, there's things that God has to offer us in these things. Richard Raw likes this, writes this. He says, Liminal spaces, therefore, are a unique spiritual position where human beings, be, where human beings hate to be, but where the biblical God is always leading them. Let me read that again. Liminal spaces, therefore, are a unique spiritual position where human beings hate to be, but where the biblical God is always leading them. It is when you have left the tried and true, but you have not yet been able to replace it with anything else. It is then you are finally out of the way. If you are not trained, though, how to hold the anxiety and how to live with the ambiguity, how to trust and wait, you will run and you will likely try to explain what's going on. And so as, as it comes into clashes with our idea of sense of direction, of purpose, of success, and I know that's been true for me as I think about my own ministry, is this is redefining, what does it mean? How does it play out, right? We find ourselves kind of those things come crashing down, the things that we trusted, the rhythms, the practices that we had. And we begin to plead and maybe have a tantrum, a bargain, uh, you know, to try and kind of maintain the way things were. We talk about, you know, going back to the way things were and maybe a new normal is a better term, but not being comfortable with things, not feeling right. Disequilibrium is a fancy English word. But as so many who have gone before us have experienced, there's no bargaining in the desert, in the wilderness, in the liminal space, in the in-between space. There's no place to hide. It is in those spaces, it is in this time that who we really are in some ways becomes revealed to us and revealed to others. It's a space where we really are not in control anymore. And they confront us with our inner realities. So lastly, Richard Raw talks about these spaces. He says, one of the most efficient, effective ways to avoid liminal space is to be quick, efficient, successful, and goal-oriented. Or to be super religious, or maybe super correct. In either place, you will only reconfirm all your crutches, addictions, and false securities.
So what do we do if we find ourselves off the highway? We find ourselves in an in-between space. The space that both offers opportunity for growth and transformation, but brings us face-to-face with our fears and anxieties and ambiguities and, and, and being unsure maybe of who we are or how to move forward. And so I want to offer to you that, that as you think about those spaces, though, as we look at the biblical stories, what we realize is it is in those spaces themselves, in the off-ramps, in the in-between spaces where God is, where God leads, where God comes to meet and to transform. And they're not necessarily places to get out of or to avoid or to try and um, fix but there may be places to try and wait as the disciples wait, to fast as Jesus fasts, right? to trust maybe um, as others trusted. But each one would have to have wrestled with themselves and wrestled with their desires. Job, for example, right, waiting on God to rescue him. What were all the internal conversations that came up? And so may I, might I suggest to you that I think the temptation, right, For many of us, and maybe for us who have grown up in the church, our temptation in situations is towards a sense of certainty, that we are sure we know the way, that we are certain that this is what God is doing, that this is what the government should be doing. This is how things should have gone. The church should be doing this. Hmm? Or wanting to control things. To have it be all the way. And, and I think me and Chrissy find ourselves in our own house. I don't know how you find. We've got kids at home. And there's times where we just we just want to control. Just wanted to stop. Just want them to pick up their stuff. To control. Something that we can control. When lots of other things are chaotic. And to feel like we know. And to have judgment. right? To judgment on those around us. Judgment on their actions. Judgment on how they're reacting. Who's taking the vaccine. Who's not taking the vaccine. All these controversial things we want to judge and criticism. I can't tell you how much uh, I fall into this trap of being critical. Well, not of myself, but maybe of myself, but more so of others, probably because I feel critical of myself. But I think the invitation is different, right? I think if you think about yourself as someone who's adventuring or someone who is in, who is lost in what is required in that space, it is to be open. It is to wonder and to look around and try to think, what can I see? What can I find? To maybe have a sense of awe. And maybe hardest of all is to, to not know, to, to unlearn and to acknowledge that I do not know at this point what the way forward is. And so that's what I, I want to offer to you and to ask the question together, right? Is what is the spirit doing? What, how is, what is emerging? Uh, what is God doing in this in-between space that we find ourselves in? Mm-hmm. And and I think we find ourselves in in-between spaces in lots of different places, right? Yes, with COVID, but I think even as our church, right? Because we're not able to meet, we're in between, trying to connect and not connect as a consequence of COVID. But what does it mean to be community in a new way when we're not connected in the ways that we used to be? Do we just want to go back to what old or, or is there something that's emerging? Something that God is doing in you, some new thing that you could ask and inquire, God, what are you doing? 
Where are you leading me? Hmm? And I think about our nation, right? I think about our nation, and as we moved into kind of a new thing back in 1994, and, and, and I think now uh, there was more openness, more creativity, right? More wondering what was this new thing. And, and, and I think we always want to arrive there, and, and we've moved into a place where we were critical and judgmental, right? And we've got, these are the habits and the postures that we take on. But I wonder, even as we get to know each other, people from different backgrounds and classes and cultures, again, our temptation is to want to get there and maybe to be nice. But I wonder what it means to be curious, to be open, to explore, to go places we haven't gone, to get lost in spaces we haven't been lost in before. And I acknowledge that's scary and vulnerable. And I think that's in my personal relationship as I've found myself in this space it is very vulnerable for me to be open and come before God and say, I don't know, God. Can you meet me here? Can you find me here? Can you shape me? Can you transform me? Can you do something new in me? I find myself hard. I find myself resistant. I find myself not wanting to reflect. I find myself just wanting things to become clear and to become normal again. And I hope that, that together, you and me, that we can lean in to what God has been doing, what He is doing in us. That we can almost, we can face our fears. That we can lean into the unknown and that we can surrender ultimately. That God is God. That we don't have the answers. But we can trust Him to meet us with whatever we bring, with whatever we carry. That God is an incarnational God who is among us, with us and in these awkward, in-between, uncomfortable, exploring, exciting spaces. And I shared about my friends, right? My friend that I went to France with and Cloney, who I ride with locally. It is so much more fun to explore together, to to be able to go into spaces that you haven't gone, you feel safer, it feels easier. And so I don't know what it means for us as a community, right? To, to move into these spaces, not by on our own. I think sometimes on our own we can get lost, horribly lost, and it could be dangerous. And so to go with others is a gift. And so um, I wanna invite you and ask you this question. Where are the spaces where you are? Where are the spaces that you find yourself in an in-between space? What are the ways that you might be feeling anxious and scared? And how much you lean and ask God to help you to be open, huh? to be curious, to be able to lean in to what God has for you in this time. The highways are beautiful things that take us things, take us past. But sometimes we do need to stop and get off the path. Or sometimes life just takes us off the path. And I think there are beautiful things that God has to offer us in them. But they're terribly hard to surrender to. And so I pray for us this week. I pray that Jesus would come. I pray that we would surrender. And that he again would come and restore us.
And so following Jesus' family, I pray for us. God, who knows each one of us, who is so often leading and waiting in the in-between spaces, I pray that you would give us the courage in the face of fear to be able to say yes. To wait like the Jesus and the disciples waited for the Holy Spirit to come. To fast and wait, God, for you again in the desert. To as the Israelites to choose as best we can to surrender and trust you as we wander. And we have not yet arrived at the promised land. And I pray that you give us courage to enter into spaces in our families, in ourselves, in our nation, and in the world with a sense of curiosity and openness to what you might be doing. Help us to trust you. And thank you, Jesus, that we can have hope. We can have hope that you will meet us and that you are at work. Give us eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, family. We hope that this uh, series on the highway has been helpful to you, a helpful way to start 2021. And we look forward to engaging more and more deeply. I do encourage you, reach out, find someone to go into the in-between spaces. Reach out to someone who might be stuck in an in-between space and might need you to journey with them there. Until we see each other again. Shoshua. Sure, sure.